Our next retreat is finally here. It's called Adventures in Energetics, and it's happening November 8th to the 14th, 2024 in Boquete, Panama. This seven-day, six-night retreat in the beautiful cloud forest of Panama is going to be a unique experience. This program is a not-for-beginners retreat. And what I mean by that is you will actually have to fill out an application before you will be accepted to be able to register for the program because we are going to be doing more advanced level energetics and I need to make sure that everybody who comes is actually ready for the work. We will be doing a Kundalini awakening. We will be doing group visioning process called a spiritual canoe. We will be doing daily presence practices and working on expanding our energy. We will be doing daily rituals. This process will be related to specifically the people who are there because in addition to filling out the questionnaire about what your experience is, you're also gonna ask for what it is that you'd like to learn. So part of the curriculum for this is set and part of it will be designed around the desires of the participants. I only have 20 beds available for this retreat, so it will fill up quickly. So this is the time to register. Do not wait. To find out more, go to kellysparta.com forward slash retreat. I look forward to seeing you there. Another blood red sunset and yet another moon face and still another hundred miles to my next resting place. Driving down the road, eyes on the horizon, within my car I'm all Feeling good and feeling strong Knowing that this path I'm on brings me to myself I'm driving Hey now all, I'm Joey C. Welcome back to another episode of Spirit Sherpa. This is the show that helps and encourages you on your journey to unlock your magic mojo. With me as always is the spirit doctor, Kelly Sparta. Hey Kelly. Hey Joey. What's shaking? Oh, I was just thinking about how badly I mangled your intro when on the day that I did the podcast by myself. <laughs> I was like, hey, now, all this is not Joey C. <laughs> it was probably one of my favorite intros of the 170 whatever episodes we've done here. <laughs> yeah, because you weren't on it. <laughs> you have to do it. <laughs> I just listened to it after and, and got a good chuckle out of it. I'm like, oh, boy. <laughs> People are like, wait a minute, that ain't right. <laughs> it's what I'm here for, Kelly. It's to open and close. That's that's my job. <laughs> I think you underestimate. I know you underestimate yourself. <laughs> I'm like the Walmart greeter. I stand at the front door. I welcome everybody in and I tell them where electronics is in the back of the store. And then as they're leaving, I say, thanks for coming. You know? <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's a day. <laughs> it is. It really is. It really is. We're off our schedule. We're off our rockers. It's all kinds yeah. of things well, going on. Off right the now. rocker isn't unusual, but no. <laughs> Just when you double up, then yeah, then you get trouble. Yeah. So we're both a little punchy. So buckle up. <laughs> <laughs> get ready, it's folks. Be a ride. <laughs> Speaking ride. of rides. We're talking the chakra again, system again. We are. We're, is we're, there a ride associated with chakras? Well, we've been riding down the chakra system. Uh, so and uh, we're yes. here we are at the bottom. We are. We are at the bottom. We have hit rock bottom. We have hit 
chakra bottom. <laughs> you know, I live in, in, in Richmond and there's a place called Shaco Bottom. <laughs> so I'm just like, wait a minute. Wait, is Shaco Bottom actually Chakra Bottom? That would be so cool. It yeah. would be. It kind of is actually because, you know, it's underneath a there's an area underneath the bridge where the old slave market used to be and the energy there is ah, the, the, the freeways are 100 feet overhead. And it's just like that is Chakra bottom. Yeah. Okay. Shaco chakra bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, let's, let's jump right into that part of it. What is, what is the first chakra? So the first chakra is also known as the root chakra. And um, we haven't really talked a lot about the colors, but every, every chakra has a color associated with them. And uh, the root chakra is red. Red is appropriate because it's sort of blood, you know, it's the, the, it's the survival mechanism chakra, right? So it's food, water, clothing, housing, <laughs> tribe, you know, it's all the, the root base instinct stuff that you need in order to survive. It's kind of the survival chakra, right? And so uh, it's also the place that you ground into the earth. So it's the place most connected to being embodied, Right. So <clears throat> the root chakra is where we embody. The crown chakra is where we connect to the universe. And in between is everything that's experienced in life. You know, the root chakra has a whole lot of stuff in it. Um, not quite as much as the third chakra. Actually, no, probably, I think a little bit more, actually, now that I think about it. Um, so in the root chakras, you get things like fears around safety and security. Right. Do I have enough food? Am I safe from attack? Am I safe from emotional attack? Am I, do I have shelter? Am I safe? Am I, am I not in danger? Right. Um, you have things around a grounding and the things that keep you from grounding. So uh, if, for instance, you have handed over power to someone else in your life, usually a parent, to approve of or disapprove of you, and your life as a whole, then you will have a little steel plate between your feet and the ground that keeps you from grounding. And that steel plate will be attached to a leash that is handed over to the person who has the right to pull your feet out from under you by dis disapproving of you. Simple solution to that one is stop handing them the damn leash, right? <laughs> I think that's simple to say. I'm, I'm guessing it's say, not simple, not to, simple do. to do. But, yeah. you know... All, every everything in spirituality is profoundly simple and ridiculously difficult. Exactly, <laughs> <laughs> it's just the nature of the beast, right? right? So, but you know, it's, that's the solution if you can get to it. So, within this chakra is also your connection to your family, and for many of us, that's really complex, right? That's really challenged, and so you know. And it, it's an interesting piece because your connection to your, and when I say family, I mean blood family, your connection to your blood family is, or your family of origin probably is a better way to say it because it, what will show up here if you're adopted is the people who raised you, not necessarily your birth family. Okay. So family of origin rather than blood family is probably sort of better. lineage. Said, yeah. yeah, well, lineage is lineage is blood. goes to genetics as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lineage is blood. So, um, and I've actually I've been working on the schedule for the next few months 
Um, and for those of you who have been sending in ideas for the podcast, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I have not ignored them. I just had a scheduled out for a whole year. And so I am now creating the schedule for the next eight months and you'll see some of those, those, uh, suggestions showing up. So thank you and keep them coming. Right. So, um, one of the things that we're going to be talking about in that is ancestors, we're going to, so we're going to do an episode on ancestors, which is that lineage piece that you were talking about, right? And so the ancestors would certainly be connected into this first chakra um, because, you know, that's your connection to family, right? So <clears throat> the other thing that's in here is tribe, and that would be family of choice, right? Friends. And, you know, you will often see the people's connection to or lack of connection to uh, their tribe. And so, you know, one of the things that I pretty commonly see, you know, when we, we talk about these chakras and we talk about the energy scans, right? So um, one of the things that I commonly see when I have done energy scans is that people have friends or tribe but that they are standing alone with a moat or a wall around them. And they let people in one person at a time. <laughs> that might sound familiar to you. <laughs> so, you know, the invitation is to not be so distant, right? Um, and the family pieces. Yeah, there's so many, so many, so many things, right? Layers upon layers. I did a, I, um, so I don't actually do regular energy scans anymore. Um, Kathy and Steven do those, but, uh, I do business energy scans. And so I did one the other day and the person's parents were winking into and out of existence in their root chakra. And I, that was showing up, at, you know, it was the, the fact that they, were present and not present at different times for different reasons. And both of them went back in time generations. And so, you know, one of the things that I'm going to suggest to that person is that they talk to Kathy about doing some constellation work, because when you have things that come down family lines, constellation work is the way to deal with that. Right. Um, and this is true with whether you've got somebody who is, uh, from a family with a lot of miscarriages, right? Um, that miscarriages in a family line means that it's hard to be part of that family because it's carrying so many burdens. And according to family constellation work, we're going to have a whole conversation about family constellation work in the upcoming episodes too. See, I love during the planning phase because I actually know what the hell I'm going to be talking about soon. So that's actually helpful. So, but there's lots of really cool stuff. And so we're going to have Kathy on and talk about that too. So the root chakra is the, also the birthplace for manifestation. Okay. So one of the last things that we do as we go through the energy scan is we actually send up a test bubble for manifestation out of the root chakra to see what happens to it as a, because a manifestation bubble will go from the root chakra up through all the chakras and out through the crown to manifest effectively if it's not blocked. And so one of the things that we're testing for is how is the manifestation working and where does it shear off or, you know, whatever. And so if you're one of those people who does a lot of manifestations and they come in, a, they kind of come in sideways, you know, you get 
kind of sort of what you asked for, but not really. Yeah, that's because it's, she- it's shearing off because it's hitting a block somewhere in your system. Right. And so the the test bubbles that we use in the energy process, let us see what that is and where it is. OK, so when you're when you're doing your manifestations, if that's an issue for you, maybe an energy scan is a good choice. So let's see. What have I covered? Uh, did I miss anything? Fears about safety and security. Grounding. Steel plates. Uh, family, friends, tribe, and manifestation. Yes. Okay. So that's a lot. That's a lot in, in right? this starting this, this chakra one here. There's a lot happening there. It's, it's, oh, might I say the root of all of it. <laughs> you didn't. No, you I, did. I yes. did. Okay. I did. I'm not even sorry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're never sorry. It's, it's good though, because it's too funny to be sorry for it. So, so if you think about the root chakra, and we did an entire episode, uh, I don't even know when, like last year, maybe, or earlier this year. I don't know. Time flies, right? Uh, on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right. So if you think about the root chakra, it really is correlated to the bottom level of Maslow's hierarchy of needs, safety and security. Right. Because how do we feel safe? Well, we feel safe because we can protect ourselves, because we can defend ourselves, because we are adaptable. Right. This is so one of the things that I talk to people about a lot is safety and There's this control mechanism that we try and go into that we try to control the world around us and the people around us so that we don't get hurt. And, you know, control is an illusion. (laughs) You are just destined to be miserable if you try and live your life by that. Uh, What it's better to do is to become adaptable and to become someone who self-defends, right? Um, And when you are both setting in boundaries and taking care of yourself and you know and are reliant upon your own ability to adapt and and move through, um, then you will feel much safer in the long run, right? So safety includes that adaptability and self-reliance piece, right? Um, and of course, with that, the, like anything else, there's always balance to be had because it, you can't be overly self-reliant because then you become... Uh, somebody who doesn't need anybody else and therefore you don't make room for anybody else in your life. And then you miss out on the love and belonging layer of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Right. Yeah. Um, and, and to a certain extent that layer is represented in this chakra as well, because the tribe and the family pieces, right. But most often when we are dealing with the root chakra, we are dealing with, with really core issues. And so you you notice that we started at seven and worked our way down to one, right? And we didn't do it the other way around. Why? Because it's easier that way, right? Because a lot of the stuff that you've done in your life, uh, you know, meditations and sound healings and energy healings, they all are very uh, high energy, high vibration stuff, right? Every chakra you come down, the vibration is lower energy. Okay. It's also closer to the earth, right? So when I say lower energy, I'm not saying bad and I'm not saying remedial. 
right? What I'm saying is it is more in alignment with the Earth's vibration as opposed to more in alignment with universe and spirit, right? And so as we get into the root chakra, we get into the divine feminine as well. Okay, because that's where the divine feminine live. Divine masculine in the crown, divine feminine in the roots. Not big surprise. This is where we give birth, ladies, right? So, and this is men where we inseminate, right? Where we create life. Life is created coming through the entry at the root chakra. Now, the root chakra actually exists on the body at the perineum, which is the spot between the anus and either the testicles or the vagina, right? So that spot right in the middle there. And so we're really dealing with the foundation of life, right? The primordial ooze, if you will. But it's true, right? So when you're connected into the root chakra, you are you are most closely related to the earth and therefore to the divine feminine of the earth mother. The other reason we start at the top and work our way down in the chakra system is because In the upper levels, we're doing all this sort of spiritual ascension work, right? All this stuff that that we're happy to leave our bodies for. We're like, we get me out of here. Life sucks, right? (laughs) I need a break. I'm going to take a vacation in my meditation. We, right? So, but as you get past the heart chakra and you move down into the lower chakras, you are stepping onto the, the path of the divine feminine. Now, the path from... This heart chakra up was lightness. It is all about the spirit and about clearing away and everything else. As you come into the lower chakras, it's all about the divine darkness, the divine mystery, right? A great mystery, as as many Native American cultures would call it. And so we are going into the darkness. And the darkness must be experienced, not understood. So you can't go into the darkness and go looking for the light switch to be able to understand it doesn't work. You must just be in it and see where it takes you, right? And so the root chakra is the foundation of that. We are being in our beingness. We are sitting in ourselves, sitting in the soup, being present to all that is. So if you want to really engage your root chakra, the best way to do that is through a presence practice. Okay. And we've talked about that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we've talked about it before. We'll talk about it a little bit now because reinforcement is the key to learning. Well, and that applies, it seems, in a lot of the stuff we're talking about right now. Presence is so key. Yeah. Well, and and people keep telling me that they're listening to the episodes more than once. So, you know, a little repetition can't hurt, which is especially, you know, when people are listening to 170 episodes more than once. As somebody who told me she's listened to three, all of them three times. So I'm like, wow, okay. So if you're out there doing that, good on you. Thanks for sucking up the information as fast as you can and uh, come see me when you're ready. And the the upshot of though is that we're going to talk about presence, right? Because we're in the root chakra and presence is all about bringing yourself fully into the current moment. Okay. This is something that you can do right now. Okay. And in fact, I'm going to encourage you to do it right now. Okay. If you are listening to this while you're walking or while you're doing chores, or while you're driving, or whatever, what I would like you to do is I would like you to just take a moment and get very present. Just get still. And it doesn't mean you have to stop what you're doing. Okay, stillness is an internal state, not a physical state. 
Okay. It can be a physical state, but it is an internal state and get very still and very focused and become very present to what you're doing. So if you're washing that dish in the sink, I want you to feel the water on your hands. I want you to feel the slippery dish in your hand. I want you to feel the sponge or the cloth that you're using and how it feels as you rotate your cloth or sponge around that plate. I want you to hear the sound of the water. I want you to notice the smell of the dish soap, right? That's what I'm talking about. If you're out walking, pay attention to the breeze on your skin, Notice the sun or the, or the moonlight on your face, depending on the time of day. Notice your feet as they hit the ground. Listen. Well, you're only hearing my voice right now, but you would listen to the sound of the, of the, uh, the, the, the world around you as you do this, right? So maybe pop one earbud out and, and listen. And typically you wouldn't, you've never said, you know, do this while you're driving. But in the case of, of coming to presence, there's, there's the, not only the ability to do that as you're feeling, you know, the steering wheel in your hands and the feel of the road vibration as, as you're driving, that your feet working the pedals and the other cars around you and the thing you're not actually pulling away from the activity at that point, you're fully engaging into the activity. So in this case, just not like other times on Spirit Chirpa, we encourage you to get present while driving. <laughs> they did a survey of, of 18-wheeler drivers and said, well, of all the ones that avoided accidents. And they said, what is it that you're doing while you're driving? And they said, well, I'm, pay I'm playing a game with myself. I'm playing the game of if this idiot cuts me off, where do I go? Right. And, and they're fully present in the moment going, OK, if this happens, then what am I going to do? If that happens, then what am I going to do? By the way, those are drivers with trauma brain because only trauma brain, brain finds that entertaining. Well, and those are drivers who need brakes because the the amount of of energy it takes to stay in that state for that long is is just remarkable. It's yeah, yeah. That is that is a uh, what do they call that emotional baggage? Emotional? No, it's um. God, there's a new term right now for uh, the person who does all the planning, right? And I can't. I never remember it, but every time I hear it, I'm like, yes, that's exactly what it is. Emotional burden or something. I don't know. But um, yeah, that's a lot of emotional labor. That's it. There's a lot of emotional labor to that process, but it's far less emotional labor to just be present, right? And the interesting thing is that if you're fully present while you're driving, you will naturally, as an empath, <laughs> sort of expand your energy field because it's a safety issue, right? And you'll 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 know what the other drivers are going to do, right? <laughs> you're just going to know. There's an awareness like, oh. there. Yeah, it, your, your, it just heightens it, right? Your your own driving safety system. <laughs> Absolutely. Your early warning system, right? So when you're getting present, the, the other thing you can do is ground, right? And we've talked about the tree meditation in the past too, right? But we're going to tie everything together because that's what makes this show oh so entertaining is that we like to connect the, connect the dots. And so <clears throat> if you do the tree meditation, which... We will link in the show notes, um, or you can find just by going to YouTube and searching tree meditation, Kelly Sparta, it'll bring it up all, all in the same search bar that will allow you to practice grounding 
which will help to open the root chakra. Now, if you are finding that your crown chakra is closed and your root chakra is closed, you are in the energetic, energetic fetal, fetal position, position. Yes. right? which we talked about <laughs> at the seventh chakra. We're going to revisit it here because it's part of the pattern. Okay. <clears throat> Just in case you decided you wanted to listen to them backwards, because I'm finding people are picking and choosing what they're listening to. The energetic fetal position is a safety mechanism for when you are feeling under attack. And some of us felt under attack for so long that it just became default. And being in the energetic fetal position, as we talked about in the episode with Lisa Campion, puts you, makes you an energy vampire because you have no access to energy from outside sources of your own because you've shut down your, both of your sources. And now you have to steal it from other people. So, yay, right? <laughs> yay, <Okay>. indeed. <laughs> yay, indeed. Okay, so as you're doing your tree meditation, okay, and I highly recommend doing your tree meditation while sitting with your back to a tree. <clears throat> That's fucking awesome, right? I'm going to amplify your tree meditation. There you go. Then connect in. While you're in that connected state, reach into the divine feminine Right. Reach into Mother Earth. Reach into the wild woman within or the wild man within. OK. Um, and it's the wild you within is probably the better way of saying it. Right. Because it's, it's not really gendered. Right. It is it is the wild part of yourself, that part of yourself that is the animal that is part of the planet that has the instincts that that knows when things are coming, right? That part of you that says, oh, storm's coming, must sleep, right? That part of you that says, ooh, danger, I don't know what it is, but I don't want to be here right now, and leaves, right? That part of you that is connected in physically to the environment and knows what the, what the environment holds. Here's what the earth is telling them, okay? This is where we... we Come most fully into our physical selves, most fully into our physical beingness, and most fully into our um, truly embodied state, right? And for many of us, we really avoid this state because if you grew up in an abusive, especially physically or sexually abusive environment, um, being embodied is not joyful, right? However, this state, and this is why we talked about the manifestation piece, and I'm, I'm going to connect so many things together in this episode. It's going to be fun, right? The, we talked about the manifestation piece in this, but this is the physical connection to physical reality, right? And that's where money is used, right? So if you are finding that you are financially not where you would like to be, then you need to spend more time embodied, Right? You need to stop running from your embodiment because this is where manifestation starts. Uh, uh, you can't create a physical thing from a non-physical space. Okay. So out of thin air, as it were. Well, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's out of chaos energy that we create. Right. So it's out of that primordial ooze and the root chakra is the doorway to the primordial ooze as we talked. Right. And so 
if you want to create in physical reality, you need to go into the liminal state between the physically embodied state and the energetic primordial soup of that which becomes physical reality, right? So there are many different liminal spaces where you go into other places like, you know, going into the astral or going into your higher self or, you know, visiting, you know, aliens from other planets or, you know, whatever, right? There's lots of different liminal states, lots of different dimensional realities, which is a different one too. Um, but this particular one that is is manifestation related comes in through that root chakra doorway of the primordial soup of creation. And so when we were talking about uh, in the very first year of this podcast, I told you we were going to connect, connect a lot of dots. In the very first year of this podcast, we were talking about some of the West African tradition religions and, and their evolutionary relations, right? They tend to exist in these lower chakras. They're much more physically rooted, which is why they do sacrifices and they work with blood and they work with, you know, these sorts of things, because that is the energetic at which they are operating. And therefore, they're better at manifesting things on a physical reality because they're working on those levels. Every tradition, every chakra, every workplace has its own pathway. And so when you're in the root chakra, you're really doing deep core level work on yourself around safety, security, you know, home, tribe, food, shelter, clothing, right? And you're at the place where all of those things come into fruition. They come into, they're, they're nascent and they are birthed, right? And so it is the birthplace of all is probably the best place, best way to look at it. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so if this is your first episode. You have so many episodes to go reference to understand everything I just said. And I'm so sorry. <laughs> And it's not even just, I mean, you tied so much together. It's not even just the, the chakra series that we've done here from the crown now to the root, but it's also all of these other things we're talking about, which across the journey that we've been on over the last several years, we've talked about how the your energetic system, your chakra system, your your emotional things that you're processing, your your personal journey, all of this is connected together with these tendrils that that are part of each other i mean there's there's no way that all of these things exist because of their coexistence it's it's and here we are tying it all back together again going all the way back to season one <laughs> <laughs> not that we ever did seasons but yes year, year one. one year one yeah. season one all the same yeah we don't stop yeah. kelly we don't stop we don't stop <laughs> three years nonstop. yeah well this is um this has been a nice light episode. You know, we didn't get As too usual. deep into anything at all. <laughs> you know I'm not capable of that, Joey. You know, I just I'm, it's not my bag. Yeah. I always wanted I, there were two things that I always wanted to be able to be. One was mysterious and man I suck at that. And, 
And the other one was cute. And I managed to figure out cute when I was doing free hugs in Harvard Square. <laughs> but it took me a lot of practice to figure out cute. Mystery, I think, is just beyond me. But <laughs> I'm not going to be able to manage it. <laughs> but yeah, I, 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 I'm not able to do the, the light thing. <laughs> no, no, there is <laughs> no light. It takes years to get through everything I teach. <laughs> Because I just can't help myself. It, this yeah. is, these are 30-ish minute segments of just rump. And people yeah. need to take like another 30 minutes just to come down off of this stuff. Holy smokes. And then they listen to it a second time right. and do it again. Exactly. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> no, not sorry, <laughs> Kelly. Not sorry. All right. So we have finished our journey here through the chakra system. Is there a wrap-up message to give with regards to this? So here's the thing. And I've said this before, but it was a very long time ago in the uh, the energy episode that we did way back in the beginning, like the first 10 or 15 episodes. You know, people go in and they try and get their energy cleared. They go in for Reiki treatment or, you know, chakra cleansing or, you know, whatever the hell. And they feel better for a day, a week, if you're lucky, a couple of weeks. Right. And then if it's all the same again. Right. And the reason for that is that it's your belief structures that create the blocks and the gunk and the ick in your chakra system. And nobody else can do that work for you. Trust me, I've tried. <laughs> okay. It can't happen. Um, I am a big fan and I'm a big believer of doing energy work in combination with doing your inner work, doing your shadow work. But I am not a fan of, of just paying for energy healings because they're they're band-aids. It's it's like it's almost like an alcoholic going to the bottle, right? Because you're just going for us you're going for a quick fix that's gonna leave you feeling sad and, and deflated later. Right. Um, and it's gonna drain your money at the same time, right? So if you are really serious about actually changing your life and not just getting relief every now and again, then what you need to do is, is go onto a path of looking at and dealing with your belief structures, right? Now, fair warning. And again, I'm going to say this, I've said this one many times, but uh, if this is your first episode, <laughs> I'll give it to you or one of your first ones. Before you can do shadow work, you first have to do two other things. The first one is you have to find emotional safety so that you will not defend against your growth. Um, because to growth requires leaving your comfort zone and comfort zone leaving is feels unsafe. And if you're already emotionally unsafe, you're going to defend the fuck against that. Right. Second thing is you have to solidify your identity because until you solidify your identity, your energetic container of your sense of self is not solid. And therefore you will not be able to hold enough uh, energy and hold enough of your own feelings and your own pain and your own everything that you've got to deal with to be able to do the shadow work. Okay. And so if you've tried doing shadow work in the past and it didn't work for you, this is why you missed one or both of these steps. In my experience, many of the people going through shadow work experiences have missed those first two steps and therefore they don't make it through. They melt down, they re-traumatize themselves, they, they get nowhere, they flame out, they, they quit and go. Okay, so until you have done those first two steps, you're not in a position to do the third one. 
Okay. So if you are looking for ways to do those, Inner Peace 101 and Mastering Spiritual Evolution in that order, cover those two steps. Okay. And yes, you have to start in Inner Peace 101. You cannot skip steps. I know we love to do that. I know we want to think that we're the badasses that we are. And we are badasses, by the way, but we love to skip steps. And if you skip steps, skip steps, then you miss out on building the proper foundation for the next level. When when you're talking about what you just said there, all of that work you're doing and in the midst of that work is you're moving through those steps, those energy healings, those 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 things actually can be valuable helping to keep you sort of aligned to that path as opposed to using them as the solution. They become part of the journey. Um, so there is value to them. It's not that we're, you were saying there's those don't help. They're just hitting the bottle They're They're actually part of helping to keep you driving as long as you're not considering them to be the fix all. Right. So uh, let's say, for instance, you're in the middle of trying to clear out uh, some limiting beliefs in your third chakra. Mm -hmm. You know, you got your not good enough stuff going on, right? Uh, Going in for a regular energy clearing in that as you're doing your work means that it's going to help break up those limiting beliefs on an energetic level as you're working on them from an emotional level at the same time. So they work in concert, right? But if you're not doing the work, then, you know, the the personal clear what is available to clear which which is not going to be everything and then that stuff that was available to clear will just bubble back up to the surface again over time right so what you want is to work with them in concert and i really do recommend that you do energy work with your personal growth work for that reason because it provides you with that that energetic support structure This goes to that releasing fire conversation that we've had in the past, whereas you could throw whatever you want into that fire. But if you haven't processed it, you haven't actually cleared it on through your work, then that flame is just going to come back and it's just going to rebubble inside you. So there's a lot of this stuff that you have to do yourself in order to allow these these other things to to take effect. Well, this again, this has been wonderful. And um, we are we are well over time, but worth it here because this was this was a wrap up to something that's really uh, been a delightful journey and I'm I'm so glad we did the series because I think that there's a lot of value that people will take from from listening to this as a series and understanding you know the different impacts of these chakras as we move through the system. Yeah, we're um we're going to be finishing up a bunch of things. Yeah, we've got a couple um, series running running to their end yeah. here. The the next the next uh, wheel of the year will be the last wheel of the year series as yep. well, um, and that's for Samhain. But uh, we are starting some new stuff for next year. Right, uh, there's going to be a series on uh, being a spiritual practitioner. Okay, and we're going to do a whole series around that for because a lot of our people are going. I found my calling. Now what do I do? Right? <laughs> exactly. So we're going to do a series on that. And uh, we're going to continue doing the mythology series because it's so important for you to understand the mythology and how it works within our culture and within uh, magic in general. And it helps to give you that symbolism and all of that foundational stuff with the work we're doing, for sure. Yeah, we're working on building a symbolic language vocabulary. Yeah. And... um, and then there's, you know, a few other things that I'm popping in there from time to time. We'll keep having guests and things like that. So, uh, and, and uh, you know, Charlemagne will come in and do more of her talks because everybody loves her. So we are in our third year finishing up two series in short order. 
And there is a, I feel like we're at an evolution point, you know, and maybe it's just because I'm writing the next, you know, the next uh, eight months worth of content right now. But uh, there's a, a way in which we are shifting and evolving. And so, you know, for those of you who have come in later in the series, <laughs> uh, if you really want a comprehensive view of the energy magic in the spirit world, I highly recommend starting at the beginning because we really do. There's a reason things are in the order that they are. And it's because it builds a foundation of understanding for you. Uh, and if not, and you want to just toot around and, you know, find the things that appeal to you. Knock That's okay out. too. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All I ask is that you rate and you share it with your friends. Exactly. And leave good reviews for us and join the mailing list and, you know, come on to the, the Facebook group, the Spirit Sherpa Facebook group. And, uh, and, and, you know, hang out with us. Let us know you're there so that we're not talking into the void. Yeah. Because according to my statistics, we get, you know, close to 5,000 people downloading it uh, every month. And we only hear from like 10. <laughs> so, so please, you know, let us know who you are. Let us know what you think. And uh, let us know. Importantly, right now, please let me know what you want to hear about. Yeah. Because now's the time. Bits of, you know, <laughs> yeah. Now I have to get my way through the, the episodes and figure out what I'm going to talk about. So, perfect. Yeah, I can use some help. All right. All right. So, Kellyism. And to take Kellyism. Yeah. Do your fucking work. <laughs> Do your fucking work and life will be great. <laughs> we don't pull punches here at Spirit Tripper, folks. <laughs> Do your fucking work, as Kelly Sparta says. That that actually might be your new t-shirt. Um, t-shirt. Yeah, uh, we'll t- we'll put that design. on the front, and we'll put definition of aura, spiritual bo on the back. <laughs> exactly, and then KellySparta.com. <laughs> Do your fucking. Work. I need merch, merch, baby, merch. <laughs> Oh boy. All right. No merch. (laughs) That is all that we have for this week, but be sure to join us next time as Kelly adds another chapter into your guide to energy, magic, and the spirit world. I am Joey C here with Kelly Sparta, and you have been listening to Spirit Chirpa. So long, everyone. Bye. Each mile I travel over 13,000 miles. Spirit Trippa is the sole property of Kelly Sparta Enterprises and is distributed under a Creative Commons BY-NC-ND 4.0 license. For more information about this licensing, please go to www.creativecommons.org. Any requests for deviations to this licensing should be sent to kelly at kellysparta.com. To sign up for or get more information on the programs, offerings, and services referenced in this episode, please go to www.kellysparta.com. This episode of Spirit Sherpa has been produced by Honu Voice Productions, with post-production by Christopher Wright. Into my home and my love and my life and me. Are you waking up to the spiritual world and realizing that you have no idea what you're doing? But you feel like you kind of probably should, especially since 
you seem to be seeing things and feeling things and having things see you that maybe aren't so great and that you might want to actually control your experience of that. Well, I have great news for you because our Welcome to the Woo program does just that for you. It teaches you how to hold your energy field, manage your energy field, clear your energy field, protect your energy field, and learn how to protect your space. And you learn how to do basic divination and talk to your guides so that you feel like you actually have a clue and have a way to talk to the guides that will help you to figure everything else out. And it teaches you how to make sure that you feel mentally, emotionally, and energetically safe. That means that we also deal with things like fear and anxiety and worry and dread and self-doubt and inner and outer judgments. And we help you build a foundation of self-support and courage. All of these things together create a solid sense of safety in your own life. They will reduce your stress levels in half, guaranteed. So visit the website at kellysparta.com and find out more about the Welcome to the Woo program. Your future awaits.